0: So today we're going to talk about guys like Brock Lesnar, we're going to talk about guys like Sakuraba, Minoru Suzuki, we might even talk a little Bob Sapp, Bobby Lashley, you guys know what I'm talking about. Let's go. Okay, and welcome. To wrestling and today we are talking about wrestling and MMA. And if you look at the history of wrestling, at one point wrestling was legit. You really did wrestle, and you you tried to pin the guy or submit him at times. So wrestling in itself, in a way, it kind of helped form MMA. And if you go back in time and you look at a wrestler like Ad Santel, and this was a wrestler, this guy would challenge Japanese judoka. Have you heard of him, uh, Justin? I have not. Ad Santel. He would cha- challenge, uh, yeah, the Japanese judoka, and uh, he would just beat them. He got beat sometimes, so there was like this inner uh, Pacific Ocean challenge going on here. Hmm. Um, and you fast forward, you know, to the they 70- fight in the
1: Pacific Ocean.
0: No, I'm just saying. Oh, they they were feuding, oh, okay. and each one of them lived on separate sides. But, but yes, that would be epic. I don't know if they had any fights in Hawaii. So that would technically be in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, but uh, yes. fast forward to the 70s, you have Ali and Inoki Ali. Possibly uh, maybe one of the first like huge money MMA fights of all time. Um, Inoki, a pro wrestler, guys. So whether you want to admit it or not, wrestling and MMA are like the inseparable in their history. We're going to explore that. And if we, I mean me uh John Ensman and Mr. At In Ring Art on Twitter and Instagram Justin In Ring Art how are you Justin
1: I'm doing uh doing pretty well how about you
0: Oh I'm doing great tonight man and uh you That's went good. to a tequila so, party yesterday Yes how much tequila
1: yes. did you consume Um only like 5 or 6 shots
0: That's pretty good
1: Um not too bad
0: Kind of a buzz. Yeah, a
1: little bit. I mean, you know, um, I kind of find like tequila—you don't get as hungover with it as other stuff for some reason. You think so? At least yeah. with me. Uh, you know, um, I was
0: thinking of this the other day. I've—I've I've never liked the thing where people are like, "I can only do brown alcohol and not clear alcohol." Have you ever heard that one? Yeah, of course.
1: But um, you know, I—I I drank some. Did you, you drink know, both soda tequila,
0: and- the dark and the light?
1: I we had the dark, delight and the light, and then Miss Even I had a shot of the Miss Call, which is kind of
0: crazy. Oh, the if I'm saying that right? Is it mezcal or Mezcal?
1: Yeah, it's like a smoky kind of thing. I don't even know if it's technically tequila, but we had some that. Sounds pretty
0: too. intense, bro. <laughs> um,
1: They're like, but Yo, you know, it's I,
0: tequila, but we're bringing the mezcal,
1: baby. I drank a lot of water. I ate, and I you know had some soda. So like, I kind of didn't really. Um, did you know, go, I just, just didn't... didn't go crazy. Yeah, didn't uh, Yeah. so it wasn't too bad. Of course, you know, my wife would drive home, but, well, it was you know, I wasn't inebriated. Too, you know? Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. Unless and that's was, allowed you know, there. But, you know, a lot of times we hang out with our friends and uh, getting smashed really isn't on the table. Or would you want that, necessarily? So. And it
1: was, you know, there was probably 50 or 60 people there. And it was oh, wow. five shots. Yeah, it was like five shots over the course of, you know, three yeah. and a half hours, so yeah okay. a lot of people it was our friend's and you had to pay for parents it? house
0: oh you brought no your own bottle i'm sorry it was
1: they have they have a house with a really cool backyard with like a bar and they always have people over so but no basement um, no basement it's i no you know they kind of do actually but it's not like a basement that you know you live in it's like a s- little storage area but
0: wow well yeah. uh, there's a-
1: not a lot of basements in la so
0: yeah i know it's kind of sad man honestly love a good basement but I'm from Colorado, you know, different place. You guys
1: got to have basements.
0: Yeah. Um uh speaking of a well-built house, um the acclaimed have built a big house in AEW. I mean, they uh have become wildly popular. Do you want to talk a little about their rise?
1: Yeah, I mean, um jeez, I mean, this was an act maybe what 6-8 months ago that I don't know if it was really kind of over or, like, people just kind of thought they were fillers, right? I mean, the Raps of the ring was kind of cool, but there wasn't really a lot of... I don't know. Like, it wasn't anything that I really caught on with until probably around the time they started going in with, uh, you know, the Ass Boys and, and Billy Gunn.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Um, man, like, I-, I will say a lot of... Like, Meltzer was always saying that, oh, uh, Bowens, like, is a super good wrestler. Like, I remember him saying that a couple of years ago, like, pay attention to Bowens, pay attention to Bowens. Because
1: it seemed like um, th- th- who were a little hotter was, um, wow, I haven't seen them for a while. Are they still around? Uh, what's it called? Something party. Private party? Well, private yeah, yeah, party. No,
0: they're around. They're ju- they just do okay. they They're not on the, like, TV scene right now. They do a lot of dark but, and stuff.
1: But it so. seems like they were kind of hitting it pretty strong for a while.
0: Yeah, um, who knows? You know, you never know yeah. why, unless it's just Tony. But honestly, the tag team division in AEW though is fu- is pretty fucking wild, and uh, I mean it's probably one of the better, if not the best, tag divisions in uh, in the world. So it's, it's like, been
1: like that for a while too. Yeah, so um, let's,
0: it's like, dude, if you're private party, you're this amazing tag team. Even if you're missing a couple steps, you're not going to be able to get on TV.
1: Well, that's what makes it the most interesting thing: is how kind of organic
0: they've gotten over. And if you think you still got the young box, probably, like, probably, and uh, the young box, yeah, you have FTR, who's the new Japan, like, new Japan champion. It's it's wild, yeah. So the acclaimed are, uh, yeah, they uh, they're over now. I like them. I think since they got over, they ended up having a great match, which is awesome. It's like almost the crowd pushed them to this next level. Or it could have been Swerve in Our Glory, because those are two of the best wrestlers, you know?
1: You know what, though? We're kind of missing a key component here, is the scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> is that,
0: I that think the key component?
1: Helped? You know what? I think it's put As them over the a top. Phrase.
0: catchphrase, I'm not going to lie. That is it's over pretty as hell. hilarious. Yeah,
1: And they made the shirts and the whole thing with the uh, the wraps and stuff. Did they make it, the th- uh,
0: scissor foam hand yet?
1: No, but they got the shirt now. I so.
0: think they said they were doing the scissor foam hand soon. That
1: would be and you see the guys in the crowd doing it, it's hilarious, it's great. And it the wraps is. I think people were starting to look forward to those wraps. Well and that's every the week. funny
0: thing is they uh they cut off the wraps last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, they did, but
1: <clears throat> there's kind of a you know kind of an Enzo and Big Cass kind of anticipation people get when they come out. I you think know? Like, yeah, a they...
0: little bit of Enzo and Big Cash. I think how could these guys not be over? You have a guy who raps, who's funny as hell. He's usually on topic. You know, he's a good wrestler. You have another dude who's a pretty great wrestler, also an open homosexual man who. Really kill has is killing it in life when you look at his history. He's writing a book right now. Um, you know he's been through a lot of challenges and stuff. And then you combine all that, and there's just this amazing story of a team here.
1: And there's you know even with someone like Billy Gunn, you have a little nostalgia involved as well.
0: Oh, and I, and I didn't. I yeah. And isn't it cool to see him over after all these years? Because look, this dude it's, is uh, yeah. still wrestling. Is he the oldest? Like in AEW, is he? He's not as oh, old. Ha- as Sting. well, no, he's
1: not older. He's not as old as Sting, but he's the oldest guy that takes his shirt off. That's for sure. Is
0: he the oldest dude? That yeah. Okay, yeah, he's he. Yeah, let's put him as a manager, bro. Let's extend his lifestyle. You know, he don't need to be taking bumps no more. He's no. I mean, he he can steroids. do.
1: He can do the same exact thing that um, you know, Sting's doing. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. he can have the occasional six-man, maybe tag-team match. By the
0: way, I, I'm not saying he does steroids. I'm just saying he's huge. So maybe he's a genetic gift to God. Um, I actually don't know. Um, I'm not going to... No, you know, yeah. It's, we don't
1: I like to... Combat. I mean, when you see a guy that's, what, 58 years old that looks like that,
0: but, but you know, um, they always say you never know. When you do a podcast, always assume that the wrestler will listen to it. And I'm not saying he does that stuff, but I don't know why I said that. He's just huge. He's huge, bro.
1: No, I mean, he's in shape. And he's always been one of those guys that, like, he's, you know, he's, like, six foot five. Like, he's huge. He's huge. That's and why he was a even Road Dogg, in the Attitude Era, bro. And even Road Dogg was pretty tall. People don't realize how big he was. How big is he? Road Dog's probably about six three, six four. Okay, yeah, it's attitude. And, and Billy Gunn's right. probably six five, six six. Yeah, they're um, all. He- and it was sh-
0: huge. How big was Justin yeah. Credible?
1: Probably six one or something. I don't know. I'm glad six, wrestling's six,
0: getting shorter though, because like back then you had to be that big to get over.
1: Well, anything. Yeah, when you think about it, like Billy Gunn and they were always in the ring with like you know Mankind and Kane and when those guys who were. Dustin you know, Rhodes,
0: he's tall, bro. Yeah, they were yeah. all big boys back then. Don't even talk about Andre the Giant's son. Okay, so. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Swerve. Great team. Swerve in our glory. Amazing guys. I think this is like. We talk about the tag team division, and the Swerve is in our glory. Like, you know they're not going to be together forever, but, like, this was a genius uh, pairing on Tony Khan's part. Um, and these guys. Probably gonna lose their belt and break up. I hope they. I kind of hope they break up on uh, at at the uh, tennis arena. What do you think?
1: I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, like you said, there's a lot of tag teams, and really, maybe it depends on how long we're gonna have the Young Bucks.
0: I would love to see either guy doing single stuff, especially Swerve. He's probably, in my opinion, at one of the best parts of his career ever. Um so
1: we'll see because i think also you know in a few months we got world tag league and junior tag league and we'll see what they're gonna do with ftr hmm. you might still need swerve uh and keith lee to hang around that division if they do go to japan for a month or whatever
0: yeah it'd be uh, crazy well i don't mean to swerve you man but Hello. how far uh how far is the fastest way to san francisco from la How far is the
1: fastest, a 45-minute plane ride?
0: How how much does it cost?
1: I don't know. Like, these days, like, it used to be a lot cheaper. I don't know, at least a couple hundred bucks. I don't know.
0: All right, well, let's do it then, because they're going to do AEW Revolution. Supposedly, they're looking to try to do it at the Cow Palace.
1: Huh? Haven't torn it down yet, huh? (laughs)
0: You know what I looked okay. it up I looked it up on Google Maps. I drove around the place and I will say this is like a state fair type of No that
1: well it's literally a palace for cows. I mean that's it was for the rodeo and for the where I they'd store like all the cows, about yeah. It
0: is there's no um stadium seating. Do they bring in bleachers? It's a freaking
1: warehouse. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, that would be very, very Japan if they didn't have bleachers, though, so...
0: Dude, it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, flat across, like, all 50 rows. Yeah,
1: I, I... You know, the San Jose Sharks played there for a few years, so, so I I'm imagine they had to something. Well, something. They had to have had something the, there. They might have gutted it out since. I don't know. I don't know, but... That's a you know very legendary West Coast wrestling wrestling facility, place. Though. Yeah, that's true. A lot of history in the Cow Palace.
0: Yeah. Well, um, did you do you remember New Japan playing at the Palace? And it was like a um, huge show with Kenny Omega versus what? Ishii? Yeah.
1: Well, isn't that where Hiromu broke his neck?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I think they think had it was the there. the turn. They did Ghetto's turn, right?
1: I think and then it's also oh, a lot of big stuff happened there. And I think isn't that where King we Ma- had the Ma- whole J, K- w- White with the j White um Josh Barnett thing?
0: Oh, it was J White, I think they went against Or was that Long Juice. Beach, I don't know. I think J White went against Juice at the Cow Palace. Well, either way, um yeah. They uh they're talking about doing a revolution there. If they do, I hope they get huge bleachers. Um because it's, it's if just,
1: anyone uh, listening went to one of the Cow Palace shows, let me know. I'm not sure if they what they did or there. Or if you
0: ever went to a Cow Palace show in general.
1: Never been to the Cow Palace.
0: But, I mean, if any listener has, you know. Yeah. It, well, yeah. All, like I said,
1: the San Jose Sharks used to play there, so I I'm imagine you had to have some type of arena sitting in an upper level and whatnot.
0: Well, if you grew up here, I will say, or there, I will say, if that was your place that you went over and over and over, you know. You get attached to it and stuff, but it doesn't have the amenities of a normal arena. I'll just say that. Um, If we drive from there, from from San Francisco up to Seattle, how long do you think that would take?
1: Uh, 10, 12 hours, probably. Really? That long? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you have to go through another fourth of California, all of no, Oregon. You're right. And most 12 of... Hours.
0: Yeah, and most of Washington. Dude, I gotta say, living here is almost a little better, because if I want to drive to a different city, like, it's one hour, or six hours, or, like, ten hours, or twelve hours I can get to Vegas, twelve hours I can get to Dallas, but you, dude, you drive twelve hours just to get to the other city in your state. Big state, man. Yeah, we gotta drive five or six hours just to get out of the
1: state. Minimum. Well, at least there's lots you know,
0: of cool forests up there, right?
1: If you go north, I guess, yeah. I mean, it the depends. Redwoods. Yeah. Redwoods. Yeah. There's a lot of just nothingness, though, when you go through the eastern
0: part of the state. I've said this before, I'll say it again. What people don't realize about America is that most of this country is nothing. It's just yeah, emptiness. It's...
1: Well, that's the thing about Los Angeles in general is if I just, you get me on the highway for an hour right now and you'll feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and it's only <laughs> 40, 50 miles outside of LA and you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, it's the same way I think for San Francisco. If you drive north, take the Golden Gate Bridge up there, it's just like forests everywhere. Yeah. And then there's like a city randomly. Any- but not, here it's just nothing. It's desert and desert nothingness. Desert and death. It's not even, Yeah. Well, that's why I'll never go to Burning Man, Justin, to be honest. Um, So, if you drive from San Francisco to Seattle on a certain date, you will get to see AEW Dynamite. What do you think about them hitting Seattle? Um, On, by the way, January 4th.
1: That is interesting. Yeah, I did kind of hear about that. Well, first of all, that's a Darby Allin homecoming, I think. Daniel Bryan. It does create for a the easiest way um, to get from Japan um, to Seattle. So maybe you'll see some uh, guys doing uh, living that day twice, double booked.
0: Well, you got certain people that have to show up to Seattle, right? You got Darby Allen, right? Yeah. Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland. So, they're all Those hometown are all heroes. Se- oh,
1: that's true. That's what they were, you know, but you know the way the time zone works I don't know how it would work out but I think stop off the top of my head theoretically um you they could do both shows with some you know being very tired
0: mm, yeah I would know I would not do both shows and that would not be like if I took myself seriously I wouldn't do both shows no It really depends do shows,
1: Yeah well I mean it theoretically it would be right after. I mean, I don't even know if you can get a flight for a certain time, dude. Come on, um, like
0: you, you, just in wrestling in general, you don't wrestle like twice in a day. That's the cycle. Oh, they used to. Yeah, but it's it's not. Well, it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, you know they want to go. Them especially being on the Tokyo in, Dome because they're gonna have like the craziest match ever.
1: Them being in Seattle, uh, on the same day is very. That it seems like it's got to be more than a coincidence.
0: It's not a coincidence at all. Here's the thing. Here's why it's a coincidence, and, and it's not. It's because first of all, dumbass New Japan runs on the fourth every single. Year, yeah. That. Yeah. Right? right. Which is stupid. They should do like the first Saturday of July or something. You know what I mean.
1: January. Well, you know, I think a lot of that there, there's there's a, a holiday. Monday? There's a holiday week, right? Maria, January, first week of January is like a holiday thing in Japan. January 4th. At least three days. At least three days. But you're saying like, because every year they do the Tokyo Dome January 4th, no matter what day it is. And it's kind of dumb. Why don't they just do it on a Saturday? Tradition. yeah. She's like, just tradition. Japan's very... Look at
0: her and tell her, (laughs) itayon desu. She's gone. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. Okay, keep. Yeah, walking. well, Japanese
1: are are very are like they're very. They like to stick to tra- traditions and yeah. all that stuff. So,
0: well, it's um, time to make a new tradition, New Japan. Stop fucking putting your show on Itenyon and put it on Iten.
1: Well, and get get an app on PlayStation as well as Sony as well. well so we've, they got a lot yeah, of work to do. That. <laughs> I mean, I'm they not going to sit in front
0: of a camera with a marker at, to my mouth like this and be like yo, here's the reason I don't watch New Japan anymore. Because actually, you know what? I like New Japan still. I think they have great matches, and I think that's a good enough reason to watch the company. We also got a lot of young boys coming up. They're amazing.
1: uh, Well, listen, we want to see them more, and we want it to be more convenient for us to watch because we love it so much. That's all it is. Tough love. I
0: try not to be tribal too much, you know. Whatever's the best wrestling I watch, you know, but... With New Japan, with the past and the future going on, especially with a lot of the come ups, I'm really excited to see what goes on. But uh, obviously, that whole Young Lion system is going to change soon. We've talked about that on here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's move on um, and let's change things. We're going to talk about wrestling and MMA, okay? Yes. So. MMA. What do you know about uh, wrestling and MMA?
1: Well I
0: just name okay, so, like what it, it's like a free association thing.
1: So they are they have they run parallel for a lot of history, I think. And mm-hmm. they both borrow from each other, obviously, and I think maybe this is just my frame of mind. I think that MMA borrows from poor wrestling more than it wants to admit and I think if MMA did not take the elements from pro wrestling that it does that it wouldn't even be nearly as successful
0: okay okay
1: so i think they run in a parallel universe in terms of um what they are and i think at one point they kind of were on the same level and then in, in you know just when we're talking about the the timeline and the history they were pretty much the same thing for a little while in a way and they kind of split off into these two related species in a way, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it's weird. It's it's like these divulging kind of businesses, right? Like two separate businesses that have so much in common over the years that there's so much intertwining and mixing of them. Yeah, you know?
1: they're like sister industries, really. In,
0: in a, yeah, for sure. And, you know, some people call it combat sports, right? And I yeah. would classify most wrestling as such. Some wrestling is not that, but you look, you're getting hit. You're taking big smashes and bumps, right? You're, yeah. uh, you have to hit yeah. others, but control yourself. And, so, and many of the moves cross over. You're doing, a, like, look at Will Ospreay and his kicks, right? Taekwondo type of stuff. Um, which is a real thing, taekwondo, but the the key in wrestling obviously is to pull it pull your punches or whatever, right? Pull your kicks, you don't hurt the person. So, uh, and it's
1: also to protect yourself and to protect your opponent. and yeah. the training that a pro wrestler goes through to learn to protect themselves and also to um, endure and
0: endure you know pain, have stamina to
1: pain. Sure. so there, there's a similar quality there but MMA takes it in the direction of where you're actually trying to hurt the other person.
0: Yeah, it it is it's weird because they have the I like that you say that. It's like the exact opposite goal. But mm-hmm. with the similar you know, similar traits of respecting your opponent, you know, um performing and being a performer. So it's really interesting how
1: Yeah, well I think that You know, MMA fighters are like, I'm going to try and hurt this other person to win. And if I just happen to entertain people along the way, then so be it. Um, But I, you know, I know I have to get people interested so they buy tickets.
0: I don't know. I Um, don't know because you have to cut promos in MMA. You have to get interviewed after every match that you win. Right. You have
1: to put up an interesting press conference. Yes, because, you know. It gets people to buy the show. Yeah, Just
0: like AEW. You know, Dana White does press conferences, which is awesome. It
1: helps. And the weigh-ins and all that, and that's that's also something that we can kind of save to a distant cousin, like a boxing, right? Um, well, boxing is another one yeah, that kind of is off to the side as well.
0: Ali? who influenced Ali?
1: Oh yeah, he'll tell you it was uh, classy Freddie, Blassie, gorgeous George. George. Yep. And so, um, yeah,
0: you know, you're gonna see these tie-ins everywhere throughout the years. Really, they're inseparable. And uh, so, yeah, yeah um, I'm excited to get into this with you. Um, so if we go back to history, combat, you know, has always kind of been a sport, right? At Like all throughout the years. And, you know, wrestling.
1: I, yeah, there's always been a morbid curiosity to see who wins in a, you know, a battle of survival and whether, fight between two dudes, like, yeah, you know.
0: With tigers involved. Yeah, they got sure. crazy with it. Um
1: But the circus even, element but
0: even the circus, you know, they were trying to make this big entertaining you know freak show of a thing. but um wrestling and uh, striking, you know, wrestling ended up turning into its own thing and becoming very popular American sport, like straight up wrestling and fighting evolved on its own in many countries in China, you have late tight have you ever heard of that?
1: No, I have not.
0: And it was just like straight up fist fighting in an Mm. arena. Okay. Um, In France, you have Savat. You've heard of that one, maybe? Savat.
1: That that sounds familiar. Yeah.
0: And in England, you had uh, bare knuckle boxing. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. (laughs) Have you ever done it? No. Yeah, I try to... I think I punched yeah. a kid once when I was young, but uh, try mm. to avoid I, I, fist strikes too, in general.
1: Uh, I've Never really. I think I've been punched in the face before, and I had one fight, but that was usually just to defend myself. But I usually stay on the right side of people, and uh, I'm a pretty likable, dude. So I w- there don't really was mess a time too
0: much. when I was uh, using a lot of Robitussin that I was like fist fighting a couple times a week, and uh, oh no. I've, I tried to fight John. two different times, and uh, I got choked out both times immediately. Oh, my so, God. Well, I don't do robot testing, kids. Well, no, like at that point. Uh, I,
1: unless you have a cough, and I just, mommy and daddy. I just gave it.
0: up on the fighting thing, you know. I was like, I'm not that guy.
1: You could have, would have, if you would have made it, it would have been huge. You could have been sponsored by Robitussin. <laughs> I you would have came, yeah, sure. came out well, with came out with trunks with like Robitussin logos.
0: Dude, I am um, sad to say though that um, I was doing magic tricks in a bar and I was like a, you know, street magician and making okay money from it actually. See,
1: well, David Blaine kind of stuff. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. But like card tricks. Totally... I um, ever tell you that? It's like always been one of my like. Things I've always wanted to do is be a street magician. Really? Or just, yeah, just, like, the the act of, like, the stuff that David Blaine does, like, you know, you get those kind of reactions out of people from doing some crazy shit like that. Like, that's always been Dude, one I of my it. little... I did it.
0: I did it. I did it for, like, a couple of years when I was, like, homeless. I was a street magician. And I got, like, all the greatest magic tricks, brought them to the bars, <laughs> and I could make 100, 200 bucks a night, bro so that i that didn't that's I'll, I'll tell you more about wow. it off air we'll we'll talk more about that
1: okay because uh, damn man i think we should do wrestling and john street magic <laughs> there's a Fuck. video
0: if you google my name you'll find a video of me doing magic but we'll talk about that later No. um anyway it's like in
1: between swigs of robitussin you're like you know making the, a person's for a heart show up in their pocket or something yeah dude i was like you oh know, dude I was that's crazy like,
0: abracadabra i took so much robitussin that i made myself reappear you know what though
1: do you think if you if you go back in time and you look at all of it it's just you in the corner doing all this stuff people are looking at you funny and you think you're like impressing all these people no because i made a lot
0: of money and drinks oh maybe you
1: just reached into the cash register and didn't realize it
0: dude i remember (laughs) i could get drinks from like any hot girl in the bar at the time and look look dude not saying I was getting him t- to, you know, hang out with me, but it was pretty easy to just, you know, do a cool magic trick and then be like, all right. But
1: your MMA record ended up being what, like 0-3, basically, out of all of it.
0: Yeah, and I will tell you this. There are better MMA records than me that are wrestling right now. So.
1: And what, what kind of asshole chokes out a street musician? Le- uh, street, well, no, uh, I attacked magician. him. Magician. I attacked him outside oh, the okay. hookah
0: bar. He was this Asian dude, and I was like, you want to talk shit? And I was like, let's do this. Let's see if I can go. And he choked me the fuck out, bro. And I tapped out. And I, I know. He let go, and I just walked off.
1: All right. Live the fight another day.
0: No, don't get me wrong. My leg was, like, unwalkable for, like, a week. But, uh. Mm. Anyways, uh, so we have Lei Tai, which, uh, is a Chinese martial art. We have Savat in France. And, uh,. In 1905, we had a French savateur, George Dubois, fight judoka, Ri Niarand. In 1957, you have a boxer, Jacques Cayron, fight a karateka, Mochizuki Hiro. So we had.
1: A what? A mechanic? Like a guy that worked on cars? No,
0: a karateka.
1: A car tech. Isn't that what they call mechanics right. in Europe or something? So
0: we have to have a talk with the vi- listeners yes. and you, buddy. When In Japan, if you do something, you can add a ka to the last name, right? So if you write manga, yeah. you're a mangaka, right? Yes, okay. If you're a judo guy, you're a judoka. And uh-huh. if you're a karate guy, you're karete ka. Okay, what?
1: Okay, okay. I know the whole adding the uh to everything. And, and um, I
0: forgot to write notes on that, Justin. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, so ju- the, the only word you'll, you guys will hear is karetaka, which is karate practitioner. Karate person. judo judo practitioner. Probably the only okay. word you'll hear, but... Mangaka is manga writer. Anyways, um, in the late 19th century we had like a bunch of forms of wrestling and combat and you, you had that, that like the emergence of the catch wrestling. What do you, do you know anything about catch wrestling? I mean, it has a huge influence on MMA and pro wrestling.
1: I I mean, I think catch wrestling is something that starts from the basis of locking up and limb maneuver, uh, limb uh, holds and, Kind of that thing, and I think it's evolved into the basis of what we call
0: a technical wrestler right yeah i mean uh, it, it's uh i mean you had different like wrestling and submission um uh classes developing, it's also right you had it's it, the jiu-jitsu. absence of
1: uh it's ground based and it's the absence of like striking right uh
0: yeah i mean. But what I was saying is you had jiu-jitsu, right, developing in Brazil, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You had jiu-jitsu in Japan and judo. And catch wrestling is something that developed more in the America and Britain, right? And became this style of, like you said, ground wrestling, submissions, technical wrestling. So, um, yeah, you're you're totally right on that, man. Um, In America, you started to have... A lot of legit... They did started doing boxer versus wrestler matches. If I was around back then, I would have probably gone to one. Would you have?
1: Probably. I mean, what? I don't know of how many other it's options we would have had. You're poor. 1890, like, I'm poor, and I got a nickel. You got a nickel. i probably like, go watch some a fights. Yo, nickel's
0: going to get you into this fight, and it's like the, everyone's going in town. Yeah,
1: everyone's screaming and, yeah. you know, gambling, and <laughs> it's like the Wild West. Yeah, I, I I, would imagine that I would probably have partaken in that type of uh, activity, unless you can well, go to, like, a baseball game or something like that. I don't know.
0: Well, we, we liked wrestling, though. And let me tell you this. Um, yeah,
1: but... It, I don't know if I would be in the... Well, yeah, I would probably would. I mean, it's, it's real fighting and stuff, but... Um, well, let me tell you this.
0: It was Frank Slavin versus Frank Gotch in 1901. Future oof, world wow. wrestling champion. And Frank Slavin knocked him the fuck out, bro.
1: See, this is a thing where I can imagine, like... You know, you would, like... Well, oh, if there, You know, let's say you were you know, German-American or, like, Irish or whatever, or Jewish. You know, you would rally behind, like, the Jewish guy or whatever. You know what I mean? And you would go to the fights just to support um, the person of your ethnicity. I'm, sh- or... I'm
0: sure it was very tribal back then, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. Would
1: like, happen. it'd be like, yeah.
0: Well, we we could all get behind Frank Gotch because he was awesome. Um, although I heard he was a kind of a dick. But in the early 1900s... Wrestling promoters got smart, they added a lot of magic, right, that we know, the Gold Dust Trio, we we'll, we can do a whole show on them later, Tootsmond, um, mm-hmm. Sandow, these guys, um, they added, you know, flashy moves, run-ins, tag matches, storylines, and MMA was not organized like that, you know, it was not organized back in the day compared to wrestling, does that make no, sense? No, it was
1: probably, yeah, very underground too, I think, and... We, um.
0: Yeah, it's like random yeah. events. Um. So it wasn't organized. Obviously, you had developments going on, though, in shoot wrestling, boxing, right? We had, like, boxing starting to rise up as a very popular sport. Um. And you had beginnings back then of what would become Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu. So that kind of happened in the early 1900s.
1: Yeah, I think in the early 1900s you're thinking of... An America where the most popular sport was probably boxing, right? I mean, no, I you think had
0: wrestling in the early 1900s was mo- was really up there with Frank, uh, yeah, with Gotch and uh, but it, it
1: it was the the you know what we come to know as combat sports slash sports. I think that was they were number. I mean, there was baseball. Um baseball. was probably yeah. starting to get big. But I mean, you know, football and basketball were not not there yet. Yeah, but like, I don't even barely basketball barely existed in a in a competitive way, and football was you know probably popular amongst colleges and stuff at that time. Um, Yeah, but I think the number one thing that anyone can do, uh, anyone can go to, was probably horse racing and boxing.
0: Horse racing, yes, bro.
1: Yeah. Because you can bet on those, right? And you
0: can bet on the fights, too, I'm sure, back yeah, then. Yeah, I think very the industry
1: loss. was very huge with, with betting, with boxing. Do you, and do
0: you think if they let people bet in the arena for wrestling, that it would be more? Well,
1: for, like, pro wrestling right now? Yeah.
0: It's kind of fucked <laughs> well, up, I though. Think, I think betting on wrestling is kind of wrong because it's not, like...
1: Well, there's somebody that knows what's gonna happen and all it would take would you would it would be the equivalent of insider trading. And
0: dude, no, the worst part well, okay, they don't do it, right. But they do uh Dave Meltzer ratings. Like you can take a bet on what Dave Meltzer will rate something.
1: I yeah. I mean
0: But he uh, he does not in he's never influenced it in the sense that he just does his own thing, but he does joke about it on t- on his show. He's like uh they think I'm going to rate this a five.
1: I I just, I don't know. I think it's so arbitrary. It's not like the Miami Dolphins win by three points. That's a, that's a, you know, it's just, it's a little more set in stone rather than Dave Meltzer gives something three and a quarter stars. Like,
0: what, up? you what, know, are you wearing your, uh, you wearing your jersey and your gear today?
1: Not the jersey, just got a shirt and a hat, dude. They had a huge comeback, man. They were down thirty-five to fourteen going into the fourth quarter, and they came back and won. Stop
0: with me, because you're telling me, oh, it's just one game. It's the Broncos. No, I told you they got their asses beat. Like they won today, though, didn't they? The score doesn't tell you the whole game, dude. I looked at the whole game, and honestly, they got their asses beat. Your team—they won today, though, right? Your team fucking destroyed the Patriots. In week one. I wasn't
1: really destroying them.
0: And then you won again.
1: Was, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they came back from three touchdowns down in the fourth quarter. So, that's pretty cool.
0: I think your boys are going to, going to the playoffs this year. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. So, uh, we, we're going to move on to Carnivals here. Carnivals, um, we talked a little bit about this uh, before we recorded. Do you remember? Yes. You want to talk a little about a uh, little bit about it?
1: Well, I think you know. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because we talked about you know how most people traveled, and we well, didn't talk about it. But I'm just going to lay it out like this: How did most people travel in the 1900s? Right.
0: Um. By boat. Train. Train. Railroads.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, a lot of the shows and stuff, the entertainment, would tour via trains. So, circuses were big, right? And circuses would all travel via the trains and all that stuff. And um, all the talent and all the animals, all the, just everything would just be on these trains. And I think an element that, uh, you know, circuses evolved into adding was kind of the freak show element, right? And, um,
0: well. Y- yes. Yes. That and is quite- and
1: a lot of what we see with pro wrestling, not as much MMA with pro wrestling is, what do we we've heard them called marks, right? People that are big wrestling fans or evolved from yeah, that's kind circuses, of a carny, right? Carny thing. Yeah, but, but, um, but- no, that was the fir- one of the first places that they were staging fights, um, and then fights with predetermined winners, right?
0: Yes. And yes. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of a more American view on the thing, but you go to Britain, right? And you have, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about trains. We're not talking about, you know, trucks, seaside, traveling circuses, right. That never change, you know, they just sit there. And, uh, that's where you had, you know, William Regal start out. Right. Um, and what was his home, Chris Ridgewood or, uh. He, he had his partner there, and Christopher Brooks, Christopher Brooks?
1: Brookside? Robbie Brooks. Brookside?
0: Yeah, was it Robbie Brookside? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his partner there, and I read his book on that, and uh, he would talk about basically what I'm trying to get to is that we would have, you know, different people invited into the ring from the audience that would get, you know, beat up pretty much. Um, you could like wrestle any of the guys if you wanted to, if you could prove you were tough, and you know they pay. But it was it was like, it was like any other circus game in the sense that like you're not gonna win because these guys right yeah the
1: rigged carnival games right
0: <laughs> yeah and <laughs> the and a hustle all element the stuff they like all the dudes the wrestlers knew how to you know submit or like pin dudes like any random strong man, right? So we right. have a little MMA there, right, in the sense that we have the pro wrestler, but it's more like tricks and games, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think there was an element where you had the average person think that they might be able to get something over or get get over someone with something.
0: Oh, they probably had a had a method. They probably sent out yeah. other dudes or something.
1: Exactly. So that's where, it's a two you know, on
0: one match.
1: All, all it took was, you know, one of these dudes to get beat one day. And that's where you probably started to get your little uh, predetermination and planting people in the crowd. and.
0: Well, I, I want to add you know. to that uh, question for you, Justin. Do you remember when uh, actually Kurt Angle was, you know, attacked? because he had to do a little actual wrestling match in the ring with one of the guys from, what, a reality show? I don't remember that. No, that that story doesn't ring a bell? No. Yeah, well... I mean, maybe. I'll talk about it for a second here. So, uh, we had our boy, we had Mr. America in there. And uh, Angle had to, like, fight some dude from maybe a reality show or someone he was training or you guys email me. Was it someone from the crowd? And he was like, I'll wrestle anyone here and I'll hold. And then the dude like kicked his ass in the ring, dude. He started like legit Hmm. wrestling him hardcore uh, Mm -hmm. in a WWE ring. And uh, yeah, they had to like call it off short, you know, like ding, ding, ding. And it was like,
1: that was on like raw or something.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Oh wow! I I don't how have I never heard of that or Kurt Angle reality, uh, kid beats, yeah I, I'm I'm googling it now, um, I yeah I can't find it but that that you guys know what I'm talking about if you've if, uh, yeah if you guys have seen it you know what I'm talking about we'll uh, we'll have to research that more but. Yeah, that was a thing, and obviously Kurt Angle was not in the spot to actually wrestle at that point later in his life, right?
1: Or, yeah, or just the fact that it was unexpected, and you don't know if the guy's for real, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's just not a fair way
0: to get at him. I think it was, like, one of the young wrestlers or an NXT guy back then or something like that, you know? But, uh, next guy, I, I don't know why I'm mentioning him, really. I'm not a huge fan of him but uh i'll mention bruce lee um oddly enough one of the people to influence mma and wrestling you know you have bruce lee he was very charismatic right
1: yeah very charismatic i mean a huge movie star um
0: absolutely um he also was like respected as a martial artist even though he didn't really fight people but he was a great on-screen persona Um, And due due to the fact that he did kind of do fake, you know, combat throughout his whole career, you can almost see him as a wrestler.
1: I mean, he definitely would have fit in. And I mean, I think there's a lot of influences with him in
0: wrestling and
1: obviously video games and all that kind of combat. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely video games. There's like a Bruce Lee character in every fucking game. Um, yeah, yeah he you know the thing he talked about was not adapting or or excuse me not doing one style in general um but figuring out how to adapt to other people's fighting style so um and UFC president Dana White called Lee the father of mixed martial arts that's debatable, but let's just bring him up for the sake of. A highly charismatic combat action dude, you know, who, you know, influential. That's the word, right?
1: I mean, definitely. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard about, uh, you know, with Ric Flair, how he would practice his punches, right?
0: No, 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 no. Tell me.
1: He he would, you know, tape a string and have it hang from the ceiling of a hotel, and he would punch it... um, so his goal was to get close to it and not have it move, the string. Okay. Right? Just, to me, that seems like a very Bruce Lee thing to do, right? Like, in terms of doing stuff like that on a movie set. and Yeah. Um, I mean, Bruce Lee was uh, basically choreography, right? He was choreographing... Uh, choreograph- Choreographer? God, yeah, he was choreo- choreographing. There you go. Um, Took him a little bit scenes, to spit right? that
0: one out. Come on, Justin. <laughs> yeah. You're <getting> old,
1: brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, t- so he had a cho- you know choreographed those those fight scenes, yeah. right? And they're very similar to pro wrestling, where you don't D- really want to hurt hit the person, right?
0: Though, or did he have? Some... I would
1: imagine he had a big part in it.
0: <laughs> well, you you never know. There's always, I this is gonna sound bad, but there's like wing, you know, wing pin Ping Lee or something. You know, uh, you know. I don't know. He might. Well, I'll say this, though. Y'all talk about Bruce Lee. That's cool. I think Jackie Chan is better. But here's the thing. Jackie Chan was awesome, yeah. He wasn't as influential on combat sports because Jackie Chan, we all knew he was an actor. But when, um you know, Jeet Kune Do and uh, Bruce Lee was around, it was a little more, the lines were a little blurred. Like, people were actually scared of him and shit.
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there was less of a, you know, the the fourth wall. We didn't really see these guys on Twitter or you know with their side, you know, streaming, Twitch channels and did, stuff like did that. You, so. Yeah, I
0: know. Did you see uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: I you know what I gotta see that. Dude, I it.
0: oh my God, you, dude, you have to watch that movie. <laughs> Like right now, yeah. it's it's like takes place all around your neighborhood, yeah. right? Probably, yeah. And you'll see restaurants and shit that too, you yeah. you know you're like, I remember that oh, place sure. when I was a kid. But uh, I, I'm not gonna talk more on stream about that. Just you need to watch that, bro. And then we need to talk okay. about it okay. afterwards because they have a Bruce Lee in it, and it's hilarious. Okay, Ooh. moving on. 1976. Inoki versus Ali 1976 one of the most important moments in wrestling and MMA for sure this was when Inoki versus Ali happened and I think WWF helped them promote the fight in America it was seen at a big closed circuit TV at Shea Stadium um the mm-hmm. fight was artistically a failure right yeah,
1: I mean, this is the first time you had kind of two people with two different um, styles or types of combat, right? Yeah, well, had a wrestler no, versus because a boxer. we talked
0: about that before. We had wrestlers versus judo guys, but this was definitely the most um, heavily marketed one.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, that, uh, yeah, and it was not a... This was a shoe, right?
0: There was nothing entertainment about it. Inoki pulled guard the entire match, laid on his back, relied on leg kicks for fifteen rounds. So, so he just kicked Ali's legs. He laid on his back and kicked Ali's legs. There were and
1: let me let me see. I want to look Muhammad Ali. How old he was at that point? You look it up. Because I don't know if it w- Yeah, you look yeah. it up.
0: Um, th- this match was. It was weird because there were like certain rules. They they made up like all these weird rules for what each performer could do. So it wasn't necessarily like on equal grounds. Um, yeah, Muhammad
1: Ali was 34 years 34. old. 34.
0: So Muhammad Ali probably in. Probably, great, great you know, probably on the
1: downside of his career.
0: Do you know what happened after Aoki. the match to Muhammad Ali?
1: No. Well, I know that the those leg kicks really did not they t- had some long-term effects on him.
0: He was hospitalized for 3 days, Justin. Right. Yeah. So, uh I'm going to say Anoki won that one, um to be honest. But uh it was a failure kind of in the sense that like Artistically, but a lot of people watched it. They uh, put it. It was a sh- spectacle. Shea for sure. Stadium, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean he, that was probably the biggest place you could do it back and then. And Bruno San
0: Martino watched it and was disgusted by it. I could see that. Yeah, there's like a recording of him watching that match at Shea Stadium. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. He's he's just like not cool with it. Um. Alright, so we move on. We're from the 70s, kind of into the 80s. We're going to take a 10-year leap here. Obviously, we have martial arts stuff going on all over the world. But we're looking for like the bigger companies that push this martial arts and wrestling kind of thing we're talking about. So in 1984, UWF was founded in Japan. Justin, do you know about UWF? you should
1: not too much not too much but I, I've heard of it but uh, I'm not very well versed in it
0: I will have to That's send you some matches be. then UWF is some really cool stuff um, it's a pro wrestling company it was a pioneer for the shoot wrestling style and you've heard of that right shoot wrestling yes mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's pro wrestling it looks a little more like real wrestling with the uh, lot of technical stuff um and I'm going to tell you now man watching it honestly it 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 is pro wrestling. You can tell nowadays, right? It, I'm mm-hmm. telling like when I watch it. Um but I think back in the But 80s, not to be
1: confused with the UWF that like the Herb Abrams one, right?
0: Well, UWF was reborn multiple times over the years. But I think mm-hmm. was there one in America?
1: What was that UW, you know, Herb Abrams, they yeah. did the whole no, 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 um, no, we're not, dark we're side not. of the ring on him. Yeah. That was not. from 1990 to 96 or something like that. Yeah,
0: I think that's the American one and they really have no bearing on what we're talking about today.
1: Completely different, completely entity. different.
0: Yeah. So, uh, these matches though, they were very innovative in the fact that it was a more of a, you know, it was a shoot style. You had your weird It's like power bombs and you know stuff like it's like yeah that's not gonna happen in a real shoot match but it was pretty good and it was very different from at the time in the mid 80s the like glitz and glamour of something like a wwf right Mm -hmm. um so uwf would again be reborn multiple times over the years and uh it was kind of pivotable and pivot pivotable pivotable I, I meant so to say you're having a hard time, too. Pivotal. in kicking off what has become MMA. Then we have Pancrase. Do you know anything about them, Justin?
1: Minoru Suzuki. That's it? That's all I know. Okay. Really. And it was kind of a... I think uh, Ken Shamrock was involved, but that was like a kind of shoot pro wrestling thing in Japan, correct?
0: Yeah, 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 it was shoot for the most part, right?
1: And when I hear the, i like, why is it called pancreas, you know? It's not. It's not it called seems pancreas. seems like a weird name. I know, it seems like a weird name, that's all.
0: Well, there's a historical, you know, it's not in Japanese, but uh, pancreas started a few months before UFC, by the way. So that's really cool, right? They they had the jump on it. Sure. Yeah. Um Pancras looked like UWF, right? They had a wrestling mm-hmm. ring, but they, they were actually shoot matches and you could do um you could do rope breaks, dude. Okay. So, you know, kind of really mixing, blurring the lines here. And uh sometimes there were a couple times where the title had to change and actually they like they kind of worked those matches, okay?
1: So it seems like they had a little flexibility in terms of that stuff with that company.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was like 100% what was happening backstage, but I think that like Suzuki had to win because his opponent was about to lose his visa or something like that, you know? And um, Right. So they just... They just had them, Did they
1: get the out. full cooperation they needed, or was it like no? It was. They it had was to
0: full co- cooperation. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, it started before UFC. Um, the matches were generally real and, like, honestly, these are some great matches in Pancrase. Some of the original Pancrase stars, right, who ha- have moved mm-hmm. on to pro wrestling, we got Bas Rutten, Minoru Suzuki. Masakatsu Funaki, Ken Shamrock, and uh, I recommend anyone interested in Pancrase. There's Bass Rutten. He's got his commentary on his YouTube on almost all his fights, like his commentary, and they are hmm. pretty incredible. So, the way he talks about Suzuki, he's like, "This guy is a god." Hmm. That's that's
1: kind of cool.
0: Really cool. So All that uh,
1: stuff's on YouTube, okay. Yeah,
0: it's all on YouTube. I'll edit this out, it, but do you want to uh, move the mic a little closer? Are you good? There
1: you go. It's pretty much right up there. That's better. So. I just took it away for a second.
0: <laughs> okay. Next, we have the UFC. Have you heard of them?
1: Yeah. United Fight Channel, right?
0: Yeah. What do you... what Like... As someone in America, we live here what do you, what do you think of UFC?
1: i'm not I've, I'm not really a big UFC guy um, personally i mean okay. i did I do know who the popular people are and i uh, I think when it kind of started to really get popular in the United States was pr- i don't know probably the late to mid nineties early zeros mm-hmm Um, I just remember that kind of, you know, cartoonish logo, right? Oh, with
0: the guy with the fists? The muscle guy. pushing them together.
1: Almost look like an and one kind of character on those.
0: (laughs) Did you ever uh, rent the old DVDs or videos or tapes? Uh, The
1: closest thing I can tell you is I had the UFC game for Dreamcast.
0: Ooh, that was good. That game was good. Tito Ortiz, bro.
1: Right, and I think Ken Shamrock was in it. I think you can like, so make think, your
0: own guy, too.
1: Yeah, I think they did, yeah. So I think my familiarity with UFC came from when Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn started to show up in WWF. Um, How much and did Dan
0: Severn wrestle in WWF? Don't
1: remember. Um, yeah, late 90s. You know, like 98, 99, 97-ish. Did he
0: have any kind of run?
1: Not really. Um, he didn't have much of a personality, I think. Um, but he had some, like, matches. He had a little program with Ken and Owen Hart. Um, and uh, he, remember D'Lo Brown would come out with that chest protector? Would he? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was Dan Severn that stretched him out. You know that he had to wear that for that reason.
0: I love hearing that, bro. I absolutely love hearing that. Like, yeah. UFC so I'm like, so. I
1: I drew the Owen Hart and the Danger Tights, and you had no idea that was around that era, like okay. ninety eight, ninety nine Attitude era. That was probably Owen's last kind of set of tights, other than the the blue blazer stuff he was doing. Wow. That was like. He was going back and forth between the danger stuff. And yeah,
0: that that's a total Vince thing that I hope gets never happens again.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, that was a you know you had uh, Dan Severn was kind of in that middle of the Attitude Era for a little bit, and he was like the NWA champion. Yeah. Um, he he well, had Cornette and, lead him out for a little bit. Severn
0: versus Takayama in Pride is one of or, or is is I get Severn and Fry mixed up. Hang on, Takayama. Versus okay, it was Fry, okay, I get Fry and Severn mixed up all the time um, I'm sorry guys, I just do
1: i think I think Fry got a little bit more of a a pro wrestling run than than Dan Severn did did he okay,
0: yeah well um, um we talk about yeah I don't right we talk about UFC and that is how you feel about it um it started. The UFC started kind of gimmicky, right? It was like the sumo guy versus the boxer, but n- nonetheless, it was MMA, and I think that yeah, it, I think it kind of started with that kind of backyardy
1: kind of vibe, and and I believe uh, the
0: first M- uh, UFC one was in Denver.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> I
0: guess <laughs> they're the only place that think... would allow it.
1: There there was an element, I think, at the beginning, at least I felt like it was like, uh, you know, you had pro wrestling starting to get popular again, and, you know, a lot of people knew, everyone knew pro wrestling was, you know, quote-unquote not real or whatever, and this was the real thing. So you, it was almost like you were watching, like, a face of a death video or something like that. Like, you, like, people, it seemed like a little bit of a forbidden yeah. fruit. Like you weren't supposed to be watching this kind of thing. Well, I, I can um, say I, you know? I'm
0: I'm I'm kinda glad that it happened in America, let alone Denver. I mean combat fighting, you know. I I'm kinda glad to be in a country that loves combat. Like Japan, right? Us, Brazil. So I'm kinda glad that UFC has blown up. Um, I like to watch the matches and I know you say you don't like quite watch it as much, but, uh, there's a lot of entertaining stuff going on and a lot of good stories going on there. So, and, and if we look at UFC, you know, we can talk about Tom Lawler, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if we're going to modern day now, right? Ronda
0: Rousey, mm-hmm. Shayna, Matt Riddle, right. mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Probably Brock Lesnar. Many more. Well, Brock, right? Yeah. Although Brock, Brock Lesnar, started in WWE. He started with
1: WWE and then went went to... Or he started as an amateur wrestler in college. Yeah,
0: so he, he's... Brock is kind of like the do-it-all guy. But... uh Talk a little uh, New Japan. We like New Japan. We've talked about it already on this show. Yeah, a little bit. Uh Inoki... Inoki's New Japan. What do you know about Inoki's New Japan from the 80s, 90s to the 2000s? Uh
1: not 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 a ton, man. Okay. I mean um I mean I don't That's know how to here. explain it in 3 That's sentences or anything,
0: so go ahead. So New Japan under Inoki, it always had a little MMA sprinkled in, okay? Even mm-hmm. way back in the day and whether it worked or not I mean the first ever Tokyo Dome show shout out to Chris Charlton I was reading his book Eggshells you ever heard of that one
1: yeah I've kind of looked at it a few times on Amazon myself. The voice
0: actor is not that great to be honest but uh, the I, I got it so they did the, they did a martial arts tournament in the uh, Tokyo Dome and uh, I think Enoki lost Zangief Zangief would go on to influence the character Zangief in Street Fighter Okay, that's cool Um, and it was crazy because Inoki had a lot of legit Russian connections so he could always get like a lot of the wrestlers from uh, Russia onto his show like the top guys mm. so he, I mean that's a huge connection right you talk about uh what what is it WWF or WWE nowadays they're they're getting wrestlers to come in and you know do their shows dude if i got the hookups to the gold medal wrestlers from russia i'm putting on a good show you know what i mean
1: i would think so yeah that, i mean and you're getting an element uh of attraction to the to the japanese people love seeing the foreigners
0: so and some yeah some serious realism there but uh Mm -hmm. You know, some of the Russians were good, some were not, you know, just like any group. Um, These athletes, they were hit or misses. Later on, though, the MMA influence is starting to get heavier. The company is, like, competing with pride in the early, mid-2000s. And uh, one of their main champions was Bob Sapp. Mm -hmm. You remember him?
1: I've definitely I've not remember because I wasn't aware of him during his run necessarily but I do know who he is yeah You know
0: what's weird I was aware of him during his run Mhm Um I'm not I was not watching wrestling then but Jesus Christ bro his his MMA matches were showing up all over the internet back then Mhm And so I watched Bob Sapp versus Crow Cop, Bob Sapp versus Hoost Bob Sapp versus Pretty much all these other jobbers, and he just fucked them up, you know? But Mm -hmm. uh, we will talk about that company soon. I want to say many wrestlers were made to fight MMA matches from New Japan. Did you know that? Yes.
1: I knew that a lot of them did put their toes in with it
0: a little bit. No, I'm going to say, MMA and wrestling are two different skills, brother. Oh, yeah. Being good at one does not make you good at another. No, absolutely not.
1: It's a difficult transition from one to the other. Or, you know, ask, uh, you know, there's some guys that didn't transition to the other side too well either.
0: Well, Nakamura, okay? Let's talk about him. Right. Dude had to do MMA matches, right? Was not that great. At MMA matches. And he, uh, you know, he does knees. His thing is knees, right? He does jumping knee and sliding knee. And they said, why do you do knees? And he's like, dude, because I did MMA and knees fucking hurt.
1: Right. And they probably add a level of separation between you and your opponent and almost protect you as much as they hurt someone else.
0: Yeah. Um. You had Liger. Had to do an m m a match, did you know that?
1: I think I've heard that, yeah,
0: dude had to wear his mask and he got beat up. you had just, like don't force your guys to fight fucking m m a,
1: yeah, I mean, we talk about the the training regimen if we thought it was difficult uh you know in the in the dojo um you know ten years ago or whatever. Back then, I bet you it was even rougher.
0: Now, I want to talk to you about uh, the mix of pro wrestling and MMA as far as training goes. Do you right. know of wrestlers that train in all sorts of different um, martial arts?
1: I mean, I think there's all kinds that do that train. And I think Nakamura is probably one of them that trains in jiu-jitsu and judo and all oh, that kind I think of he's stuff. he's getting
0: and... his uh, jiu-jitsu belts now. But I, I think there's an element... I think he's um, like a brown belt now, bro. He's been training but for the like last year. I think
1: there's this is where the line... Of, I think the training can be similar. Um, I think that pro wrestling trains with the real combat and, you know, you hear about the guys at the dojo putting the real moves on and all that stuff. To um, I think pro wrestling's, um they try and weed out the people that don't want to commit to it i love that right and but in when you're training like that in mma you're doing it to prepare yourself for a real fight and to build a tolerance to the pain and all that stuff but
0: they're very with similar, pro wrestling
1: though, in a sense in a way yes it's a mental thing of you course you definitely too, have to think, weed
0: out the pain in both
1: like um, you- i think if a pro wrestling you probably do. You, of course, you need to have somewhat of a tolerance to being in some submission move, but you would like to think that the person giving it to you is not fully locking it in on you, right? Like you're not going to sit there reeling an arm bar and have to like flare around until you get to the ropes and for for a minute, right? Well, yeah, um, not in UFC. But but they're going to put you in the real arm bar so you see what that feels like, and I guess that does set up a level of respect. But at the same time, I think it's put there a lot. The training uh, can be similar, but I think it's done for different reasons. Hmm.
0: Thank you for that, Justin. That was a great description. Um, I want to move on to Pride. Do you know about Pride? Uh, I know it's another uh, MMA
1: company that was kind this, of running at the same time. This
0: was the company that, back in the 2000s, 2005, five, six, I was watching Pride religiously because... It was so popular on LimeWire at the time. Or Kazaa. So it was or whatever. accessible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, everyone pirated it. So, mm. hate to say it, but uh, it was like WrestleMania productions, okay? And the, the it was like fireworks and all that stuff. And the stars they chose were like larger-than-life characters. And the matches, some of these matches were Absolutely legendary. Have you seen some Pride matches? Not really. No, you're not sure. You would know. I don't think so. No, I mean, okay. I, not really. I'm gonna have to send you some stuff, man. It's gonna change you. My me
1: actually like sitting and watching UFC has been, you know, outside of just clips well, no, and this stuff is like that. UFC, very minimal. Bro. Well, I mean, in terms of just mixed martial arts.
0: Yeah, I think that. uh Pride kind of is way better than any mixed martial arts promotion. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. You had a filthy Tom Lawler wearing a Pride shirt, Pride-influenced shirt, recently at a show. Um, Okay. Pride is hugely, hugely influential, and the fights... It's almost like they'll never be as good as some of these fights. Um, So, yeah, I mean, do you know Sakuraba? Yes, I do. And you know how he's, like, the Gracie hunter, the Gracie killer? I've seen a lot of his, have I've
1: seen a good handful of his stuff. um, That's all probably You know, up... Yeah, oh, and then up until, you know, him doing stuff with Suzuki when he looks like he's wearing, like, a wetsuit top or a rash guard or something. And he wrestles
0: right now. So we want to talk about yeah. that crossway between,
1: you know. Isn't he, like, in his late 50s or something? And
0: he's still doing it hard in uh, Noah. Wow. So. Yeah, that's true. The Noah. yeah. I have heard that. So let's talk about a little more pride. We have Takayama, Sakuraba, Bob Sapp. The announcers. Do you know who the commentators are for Pride? I do not. Boss Rutin and Maro Ranallo did the whole show. Wow. Okay. Pride has a huge influence on the world of pro wrestling and MMA because Ryzen right now in Japan is kind of trying to become the next Pride, to be honest, with oh. with their shows. And even a few wrestlers like Sakuraba, one of my favorites, Ikohisi... Ikohisi... Ikohisa Minoa they use wrestling moves in their matches. Mongolian chops, cartwheels, and they both do double foot stomps like coup de gras. Okay. You know, in their straight up MMA matches. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you gotta watch some pride. We might have to watch it together later. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um,. Today, wrestling and MMA, they've got a lot of crossover appeal. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit, about how, how, how nowadays it's like they're all mixed up?
1: Well, you know, well, first of all, you do have, it hasn't really happened in recent years, um, in the last whatever, but you have guys like Brock Lesnar who have basically gone back and forth, right? And he,
0: he, and um, he, he might be the number one guy
1: that is a yeah. MMA
0: pro wrestler.
1: But you see guys like Conor McGregor, who is basically a WWF character, WWE character, a pro-wrestling character that fights, right? Mhm. Um, and you see, a, a, you know, a lot of those elements. Um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Even on people in boxing like Mayweather and guys like Jake Paul Jake that have Paul. had real fights. Logan it's Paul and his
0: brother's wrestling.
1: Right. They're all, you know you know, entertainment got to, you know, sell the fight, not just because of what they're going to do in the ring, but just who they are. And now Logan Paul's going to hit uh,
0: Roman Reigns. So he, in Saudi Arabia. I, I, dude, I hope he kind of gets killed in 10 seconds, to be honest. That would be a sick match, but they're going to give him a lot. Yeah. You know,
1: it'll probably be pretty good too. Who knows? Um, I don't know who the heel and the baby face is in it. I do. Uh, is is Logan Paul supposed to be the baby face, right?
0: Well, yeah, cuz his last performance was so good.
1: That's true. Um But
0: no one booed yeah. Roman either.
1: I mean, it's kind of a uh a good I guess, you know, I don't know if it's the most attractive thing to me, but I think it was a pretty smart booking. Well, you know,
0: uh New Japan's always stage. done it. They've got evil baby faces, good baby faces. They've got like little right. heels. You know what I mean? Or they've got sure. the baby faces with attitude. Like Naito. for, right. You know.
1: He's not. Oh, yeah. He doesn't
0: like you, but we all cheer him. So. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. So I think uh, now I think this is where um, MMA is borrowing and being so influenced by pro wrestling because I think a lot of these fighters now. Know if they want to be popular, they have to have a personality. Yeah, it's true. And, unless Definitely. they're just absolutely, they got to get more bang for their buck because I don't think anyone wants to watch a fight where they think the two guys love and respect each other or they want to watch a guy that's just going to punch someone and knock them out in one second. Oh, yeah. Um, they have to have more of an element of entertainment uh, we, we, to which their is why people bouts. Love
0: you know the uh, diaz brothers right that's why people right. love mcgregor because they do have that element of personality and it has influenced mma from wrestling in the sense that you do have to be able to cut a promo be a personality kind of have a gimmick stuff like that if you really yeah. want to stick out or in john exactly. jones case you your gimmick is that you get arrested every couple months anyways oh, you failed. um yeah I I feel like some of the some of the more uh, like we can talk about the crossover appeal is that some of the biggest wrestling media outlets like Fightful, Observer, Ariel Helwani right. they all cover MMA and pro wrestling.
1: Yeah, I wonder has the Observer always covered MMA
0: since like the early nineties?
1: Oh, okay. Because I was wondering if it was something that happened. When wrestling started to get less popular and MMA blew up, they had to cover it just out of necessity. I think Dave Meltzer stay always relevant.
0: decided to cover. Okay, I didn't know that much. Yeah, popular combat sports. Gotcha. Because he he does boxing too if it's a big deal, but mm, mainly okay. you know. Okay. So,
1: um, boxing hasn't been a big deal for a long time. But even boxing, you got Tyson Fury somewhat regularly involved in
0: pro wrestling. There you right? go. That's another... Um, thank you for saying that. I did not write that down. Yeah, it's another crossover, right? And... Yeah. We talk about MMA Even Conor pro- McGregor
1: has had his things to say about pro wrestling, right? Yeah, and we talk about At times. MMA and pro wrestling, yeah.
0: but what I really mean is, like, any different martial art and pro wrestling. And obviously, we mm-hmm. could go into the details of how this character was influenced by Jeet Kune do, and yeah, we're not going to do that, but we're talking big money MMA, pro wrestling mix-up, and... Pro wrestling has also kind of become a way for fighters to continue working, still make money after they can't really or don't want to fight anymore, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I guess it's another way that they can, if their skills are starting to diminish, they can have a whole new life in pro wrestling, where, you know, if you're in the right place, your strengths can still be. Um, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Well, I mean. Matt Riddle. Those are and you know, Tom Lawler Josh Barnett. And those those aren't necessarily guys that couldn't win an MMA fight today. Well it's Josh Barnett, that, I think he you know. tested
0: for drugs, bro.
1: Okay, well, I mean he can get clean and go do it again, but he's also a guy that's getting older and I don't I haven't seen him pro wrestle
0: too much. He had a either. good match against uh one of the young lions up there. Coglin. Yeah. He was like yeah, I want well, he does fight his you blood again. sport
1: thing too. Yeah. He does his blood sport thing too, right? Yep.
0: yep, yep, yep. So AEW has a relationship with American Top Team, right? Right. Or they did. I don't I don't Yeah, know
1: I I haven't seen Dan Lombardi on our TV for a while, let alone anyone other than uh well, Ethan Page really, and he's affiliated with some other people now too yeah I, seen I I don't Scorpio know. Sky for a while either they
0: did have a relationship though with Dan Lambert and ATt we had Paige van Zant right yeah right Arlovsky uh I think yeah they... they
1: all seemed to go it seemed like right when people were starting to uh to root for them they went away
0: yeah who knows uh we'll see him back soon again you never know in the world of wrestling um a lot of good former like fighters. They still work in Japan into their older years, you know. A lot more common in Japan for guys to switch over.
1: Yeah, and I I think the difference you have right now is I think there's always been, I think, respect with the pro wrestlers towards um, the combat fighters and the MMA guys. But I think now the MMA guys appreciate
0: pro wrestling a lot more. Yeah, well... You know, could, you know. I, I hope so. I commented recently in a uh the UFC Reddit that something about like, Oh, I'm going to WWE or something and I got downvoted to hell and smashed and people were like Well that shit's for kids.
1: <laughs> well, that's the fans, but I think a lot of these fighters now grew up with Stone Cold, Steve Austin and The Rock True. as influences in their life and uh There's a little more respect just because of that element of it. They grew up. If you had a UFC fighter in the early zeros or the eighties, nineties, they probably didn't have as much of an affinity for it as the
0: ones do now, and you could just see that in the personalities, you know. Mm Hmm. I could totally see that, dude. Um. I also want to say that MMA. Uh, we're gonna talk about financials for just a minute here. MMA is definitely growing. Um more tickets being sold and it's expensive. Have you seen that shit, dude? I
1: I've never ever been interested in going, let alone looking at the prices, but yeah, I could see it being a very expensive thing because how often does it I'm pretty come into sure your town? for
0: like the uh the like house shows they do in Nevada, it's like what was it like 180 for a seat? Nice. In the back. So and
1: plus you're 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 watching through a fence. Yeah. From far well, away. Well, you get a good you know? upper
0: angle. No.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: But uh I still think it's funny that in the basement of the United Arena, there's a room where you can watch the shows that has no view to the shows. Where's the United Arena? What's that? Uh in Chicago?
1: Oh, United Center. United United right, Center. right, right, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, like you, it's it's like a million dollar basement area that has no view. It's just a TV. Huh. Anyway, um, yeah, we talked about American Top Team, and I'll say this: that MMA, growing wrestling, a little stagnant, but it's okay to enjoy both, right? Yeah, yeah. We're Why not tribal here. I mean, you don't have to choose one. Yeah, one is meant to be entertaining; the other could end up being entertaining but the thrill of not knowing with MMA is part of the excitement so I mean let's not be tribal and be like oh, fucking wrestling sucks MMA, whatever uh, and while MMA moves have been popular in Japan for years Justin they've worked their way into American wrestling like with the BCC the Blackpool Combat Club right?
1: Yeah I mean it's a very uh, kind of MMA type of organization, I guess, in terms of, you know, the toughness and the training and striking. all that stuff we've seen. Yeah, the striking. Uh, it definitely borrows from that for sure. I'm
0: thinking the big, huge elbows.
1: The, Absolutely. the ground the and, pound. and And just the, the comeuppance of guys like Wheeler Yuta and just Claudio's kind of upbringing, all very UFC-like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's... Pretty cool stuff, man. Um, Let's look, finally, as we talk about wrestling and MMA. Let's look at the list of uh, best MMA careers ever next to a pro wrestler. Okay? Okay. So the top guy is Dan Severn. Alright. 101 and 19 in fights, which is fucking crazy.
1: That's pretty good, yeah. Um, it's a lot of fights too.
0: We have Yuki Kondo, Ikuhisa Minowa, who is amazing also. Um, Shannon Rich, Shinya Aoki. Do you do you know Shinya? No. He wrestles for DDT. Very violent guy. Um, hmm. I'm gonna uh, just scroll down and know people you know. We got Josh Barnett. Okay. Noro Suzuki. Right. Heard of him, right? Well yes. I have. Bass Rutten, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Don Fry. And we keep going yep. down. Um Phil Baroni. Who's that? Don't know. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Kane Velasquez. Uh oh. Ooh. Mark Hunt. Tom Lawler.
1: I didn't know Mark Hunt in any pro
0: wrestling. Bob Sapp. Mm hmm. Ooh. Tank Abbott. Matt Riddle. Let's see. As we Brock Lesnar. Right. Keep going down, guys. We got Jake Hager. Nakamura. And these are your biggest losers. Jack Gallagher. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Kensuke Sasaki. Now, these are the guys Little that were Brooks. forced into doing it. Right. Nobuhiko Takada. Amazing talent. Um, Takayama. As we go down here, Dylan James. Takamichi Noku. Jushin Thunder Liger. These guys got their ass whooped. Yuji Nagata. CM Punk. We're going down the list, bro. These guys wow. suck. Yeah. It's They're two different sports people. Don't expect someone to be good at both. Not everyone is Brock Lesnar. Right? Well, they're,
1: yeah, completely different um, skill sets, really.
0: Fucking A, bro. So. Well, I think we covered it, man. Uh, the big influence here. There was a huge influence uh, between both of them. And the moves are it's kind of an ongoing thing, right? Like we're still seeing how it's working out with MMA and wrestling. We're seeing the mix yeah. happening as we go.
1: I think these days, I think the, the more common path is to go from MMA to pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. then it, w- then it was the other way around. Um, and you know, what's sad is I heard, like that, I said, uh, I think it's the more of the respect that MMA fighters have for pro wrestling these days because of, probably the generation they are uh, they were you know they grew up in
0: I heard that Gable Stevenson is terrible
1: I also did he have some kind of legal things or no, accusations he's like not, as well not
0: really he's not progressing not progressing
1: <laughs> well that's, he's got plenty of time it took Mark Henry a long time to really catch on I mean not everyone's Kurt Angle
0: mm, far from it bro Barf but like
1: I heard, I thought there was some kind of uh, you know accusations against okay, him. Let's not
0: let's not go into
1: that. I don't. But know. I yeah. But I heard that, that might have been something that would. But I didn't know it was actually that he wasn't, um. You know, developing like they thought in terms of, uh, his uh, you know, in ring or whatever catching on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he's got time. It takes a while. Well, no yeah. rush.
0: Unless you're uh, Desperado, right?
1: I mean, it seems like somebody like uh, Vince was probably really pushing for him to get out there as soon as possible. But now they're probably just realizing, you know what, this dude's not ready. Triple H is in charge. Yo, Triple H is probably being like,
0: yo, can you do these things? He's like, no. He's like, all right, cool. You're not ready. Yeah,
1: keep marinating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he's a lot stricter on the in-ring stuff, you know. It's not just like, this guy looks amazing. He just doesn't want to throw someone out there yet. I mean, he put Johnny Gargano out there. That was a ballsy move, too. And he. I heard the matches were awesome. Did you watch those? Well,
1: no, no. But, I mean, Johnny Gargano is like a a real pro wrestler that's trained. Did you. Dude,
0: you know what I did the other night? Proving himself in ring. I watched the uh, Stardom, Stardom Grand Prix, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, uh,. I have to say, do you know Natsupoy? Is that right, No. Well? Oh god. Dude, she is so. so fucking good. We talked about the history of stardom. If you guys want to hear it, listen to wrestling and stardom. Yeah. Obviously, Justin does not remember anything from it. But uh No,
1: I don't remember anything from 5 minutes ago, dude. I know, bro. But it's rough. No, no, but I definitely um Need to watch some stardom for sure. I just don't know where to fit in. I'll have to,
0: like, send you a couple matches because it was so... Dude. She, like, drop-kicked her in the head through the ropes and just awesome charisma, you know. Um, So, Hmm. really entertaining stuff. Speaking of amazing wrestling, which we love to talk about here, um, who you got? Do you got Danielson or do you got Moxley? Moxley. I think this is
1: a good chance to, to get it on Danielson, because I don't think he's going to be there forever. I think it's
0: time to put it on Danielson.
1: And I love that spot of him getting elbowed in the head and staring at the title.
0: And I think Moxley should take some time off, right?
1: He was supposed to take six weeks That's off until this whole Philip Brooks stuff. So, yeah, let let uh, Deanna O'Brien go over an epic match and let him have his perhaps final run as a world champion
0: see how long he goes bro he's gonna be like i want to be champion for two years well Well, i mean he said
1: that i don't know how long his contract is with aew but he said that he's planning on this being his last pro wrestling contract so okay hey man if all goes right maybe he walks into the dome with that aew title against Zack saber jr how cool would that be
0: well, I doubt he will be because I think that he's going to be in Washington that day, waking up in the morning and trying to get ready for a wrestling match at Seattle. Um, but, we'll see. Um, you know, I think he should be champion. Um, we were all rooting for Moxley. He did have his mini run. He needs to get the belt back again eventually for sure. And, I mean, you could put it on Moxley for like a year. You know, he's like Okada right like you could just oh, yeah, always yeah. Moxley just put him there so um
1: yeah i i think when we look back at AEW hopefully still around 10 or 15 years moxley is going to be one of those guys that we just always remember jericho and moxley synonymous with it yeah. they
0: have put so much work in um and they have managed to not get uh fined or banned from the company ever so uh did you watch uh, the <laughs> Deathmatch between Jun Sakai and El Desperado.
1: Yes, I did, and um, gonna have to preface this by saying I'm not really a deathmatch guy. I'm
0: only not a deathmatch guy. I think I liked deathmatches even less after watching this.
1: Um, and you know, I I just find it to be just, you know, dangerous, and I don't know why when anyone would willingly do that kind of stuff to your body when just anything you could really you hit the wrong spot you're dead in the pain and but no light tubes in this match no light tubes in this match i guess and that's probably i mean i don't know if it uh at least there was no weed whackers at least there was no weed whackers yo when
0: i seen raver g slammed onto a cacti i swore i would never watch another death match
1: uh, I mean, this one with the, I mean, they had a, what was it like a plate of knives? Okay. So no one's talking much about this. Half I cut think soda
0: cans. it was, what are those called? Like the chopping knives. Uh, like, uh, cleavers. Yeah. 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 I think it was cleavers upside down in a foam panel. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. So I wonder though, if he's, you know, Kasai, he's probably figured out that that doesn't hurt that much.
1: I mean, I would imagine those aren't very sharp. They're probably I fucking, like just pieces. They were of shiny, bro. Not, shiny.
0: They were shiny. Right,
1: but I mean, I don't. They're probably not as you know. They're just probably pieces of metal, sleet metal, rather than just sharpened. I mean, I don't know. They'll dude. cut you. I think he if might fall be on it, but they're not gonna. Well, I mean, look at the dude's face back and everything. <laughs> I mean,
0: and the the crazy thing is, June Kasai, obviously a career deathmatch wrestler, and his body. Tells you that, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, his his whole entire back looks like Dusty Rhodes and Brody's, uh,
0: you know. Scars uh, Brody's everywhere. Brody's forehead. Yeah, his whole back. But if um, if we so, remove yeah. the element of, yes, the death match stuff was not cool, which I just agree with. Um, As far as the story being told in the wrestling match that they had, they had a great story, right?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, part of the reason why I watch it is I'm just such a big El Desperado fan. And, and it's one of those things is, is you see a guy it, like, bro. and you're like, why does this guy have to do it? He, and he's, it's just he's one like of those Moxley. car wreck things. Yeah, I mean, even Moxley has that kind of... Grungy element to him, where you could see him doing a death match.
0: Well, remember they just had a match against it's more, each other. Which I know, I know,
1: but it's just it's so believable that John Moxley would be involved in a death match, and plus he has that history with like, you know, um, CZW and all that weed whacker stuff. Well, all that garbage. Despy loves um, it too. But Despy's this guy that wears a mask and comes out to like, you know, it just doesn't fit his presentation as much that's what makes it so interesting is him doing something like that he
0: does he likes death matches he does them like a couple times a year because he got his jaw broke at one remember that or his orbital right
1: and 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 he lost a a good six eight months and i think he missed best of the super juniors because of it
0: (laughs) so it's like he's addicted to that shit bro he's uh, he's like darby allen he's a thrill seeker he's like i guess so man um
1: but, yeah, there were some spots in that match that made you pretty uncomfortable. But, yeah, but um, the
0: the wrestling, the story, and them popping up. and Exactly, yeah. Uh, I thought Kasai did a great job as kind of the babyface character, you know, popping up and getting No, but excited. I think Kasai
1: is, I mean, I'm not, like, denigrating him. I'm it's just, he's obviously the best probably in the world at what he does and, and all that. And, uh, you know.
0: Well... I think what we're trying it's to just say not is always next like time a cup bring of tea. light
1: tubes. No, nah, I'm I'm good with no light tubes.
0: Oh, forks? Although, the,
1: little Abdullah butcher, the knife thing is pretty crazy, and the soda <laughs> cans seem like the worst. <laughs>
0: there you go, the soda cans, dude. Oh, Those my God. Those ones were bad,
1: yeah. Just think of, like, what was it, cut-in-half aluminum <laughs> cans in, in that same kind of glow... You know? Yeah, glue. You know, glued to a um, board. foam board, and those cuts are the ones that. Imagine the showers these guys take afterwards with the burning, of those cuts. I forgot and, about uh, the can. Uh, like that paper cutty, kind of thin cut you get. Dude, from, that like, cannot an be a can. good bomb Forget for it.
0: Like the can will absorb your shit, but it will also, cut your back apart. Ugh. Yeah. I. I yeah, meaning, I don't, I don't get, Jesus. I don't get how they do it, bro. Well, you know what? I don't. Let's uh, let's leave our listeners questioning that too, because sure. it is a disturbing thought. We'll call it our moment of zen here, and we are thankful <laughs> for everyone listening to us right now. You can see us on Twitter at John Edsman at In Ring Art, also on Instagram. We are on at wrestling and pod on both places. Look it up. Live your life. We love you guys. Deathmatch. Jun Kasai versus Despy. We give it a thumbs up, right? Absolutely, yes. Thumbs up.
1: Recommended match of the week. Yes, recommended.
0: Thank you, Justin. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you as well. Thank you. Alrighty. And we will see you guys later.